Well, alrighty then. Okay. I haven't read this chapter since last week. Oh, all right. Well, I just read it. I do have the notes on it, but I... I just read it for the first time about ten minutes ago. Yeah, you know what? We really did good this time. (laughs) We... We need to keep here. You can see the fundamental difference between Ryan and I, which is that Ryan read this chapter a week ago and took notes on it, whereas I read this chapter 15 minutes before we were scheduled to record it. Welcome to What We Do in the Meadow, a podcast where we lovingly roast the Twilight series chapter by chapter. I'm Laura. And I'm Ryan. And we are most certainly not recording this four hours before we need to put it up. Absolutely not. We, we would, would never do such a we thing. We would never do such a thing. Uh, that would be disorganized, chaotic, redonkulous. We would never. And with that being said, <laughs> we are going to talk this week about chapter nine, which is called Third Wheel, and it has terrible vibes. Yeah, it's really a, it's a weird, weird chapter. Here's my summary, which isn't even real. It's like just such a... How do you describe what happened in this chapter? If I had to do it, I would just say, no thank you. No thank you. All right, here's what I got. Bella organizes a movie night with the Goon Squad, but everybody is getting sick in forks, or they just don't like Bella, so it means the night turns into a really awkward date with just Bella, Mike, and Jacob, and then they all start getting sick too. It's a weird vibe. It is a really it's weird It's a very vibe. weird vibe. And it, it was one of those chapters that made me go, I don't remember... Where we started in New Moon, and I don't really understand how we've gotten where we are right now, but um, Bella describes, okay, so like, as soon as you open, boom, to chapter nine, Bella is like on this rant about how time has continued to pass for her quickly, and she describes herself as a lost moon whose planet had been destroyed continuing to orbit in a tight circle around an empty space and i was like yes that's very sad and all but then stephanie um hello did stephanie watch star wars recently the original trilogy and and think to herself princess leia planet destroyed it's bella it's bella bella and space buns yeah i'm gonna make that my new twitter handle bella is space space bun bella anyways uh so i thought that that was kind of weird because then we also come to find out that it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I feel like when like Bella... When Bella... Okay, so they like broke up in September. And then when Bella came back into her body, it was like January, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've made it a total of like... Six weeks. Six weeks. I, I just... I don't understand the passage of time in these books. I really don't. It's, when Bella says that time continued to move quickly, did she mean like minute by minute? I, because <laughs> it, it's I, I've given up <laughs> the time the timeline of this saga because it's not like a quadrilogy or whatever it's a saga it's a twilight saga the timeline is completely fucking insane like if you think about actually how fast everything happens in all of these books he's eating a leaf oh my god sorry my cat was eating a leaf please carry on Laura no just like, the timeline from the beginning of Twilight to the end of Breaking Dawn is, it's like, what, like a year and a half? Something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely fucking crazy. So I just try not to think about it. I, I just, in my head, this is all happening much more slowly than it actually is happening in this book. 
that's fair. That's fair. And I'm, I, I also try to ignore it, but in moments like these, I'm like, what do you mean it moved quickly? It's only been six weeks. You've totally rebuilt motorcycles and shit. I don't... Yeah. How is this... Fucking crazy. How is this happening? And But then it's so weird, and I'm not going to get into it too much, but like in Twilight... That took forever. It was Everything like, took forever, but like, not that much time passed. Yeah. It was like the complete opposite it of what's like happening now. It was like pages of like what was essentially like two months. Yeah, of actual time. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's all that, very unpleasant. It's it's really weird. It's really really weird. Um, but um, we also come to find real quick because Bella mentions you know she was going through the whole thing with her bike. Yeah, she's like I got I got better at it, and I got so good at riding this bike that I stopped hallucinating on it. And that's terrible. And that's not what she wanted. Yeah. Whereas I feel like any other person would be like, I've stopped hallucinating. Yay. Thank God. Yeah, like, yeah. all right, now I can just continue on with my life. But no, Bella starts to panic, and she's, like, kind of on the DL looking for uh, other ways to make Edward's voice appear. She's really thrown herself fully into trying to find this meadow, Interestingly enough, we don't really get much of it in this chapter, though. She, it's like a brief mention. She's still looking for it with Jacob. They're planning on going hiking again, like, the next day when they're talking about this Valentine's Day thing. So it's Valentine's Day, and the only reason that Bella even knows this is because Jacob shows up at her house, and he's got, like, a little box, like a heart-shaped box with those candy hearts in it, and he's like, hey, will you be my Valentine? And it's like, haha, I'm joking, but I'm not actually joking. I really like you. Please. Please, Bella. Please, we And Bella. Um, Bella refers to herself as a schmuck, which I love personally. A schmuck. I just, I just, I love the word schmuck. And Bella Swan said it, and I was like, "You fucking icon." But she feels like a schmuck because I get, I guess, because she didn't get Jacob anything. But she's also going through this thing where she's like, "I know he's sounding like he's joking about this whole Valentine thing, but he's not." Yeah, he's not. And so she starts on this path of I should really spend some time away from Jake maybe because I think I think I'm sending him mixed signals you think you think um and so in order to kind of like start this off she's like I don't know if Jake says something about hanging out on Friday she, yeah he asks if she wants to, to ride the bikes on Friday and she's like oh actually perfect opportunity I'm hanging out with you know kids from my high school on Friday and Jake, naturally, is, like, so disappointed. Yeah, he's crestfallen. He's depressy spaghetti about it. And so Bella immediately, I don't know, goes back on the whole point of saying she's hanging out with people from Forks on Friday. And is like, but you could come. Yeah, bring Quill. Like. It'll be a party. <laughs> Bella, that was the whole point. Oh, boy. Yeah. Bella does that a lot in this chapter. She does, like, four times. So she invites Jacob to go to the movies with her and the, the goon squad. And she's like, bring Quill. But she hasn't actually asked any of the goon squad there's no plan yet there's no actual plan she's just completely made this up and she goes to school the next day and does ask mike and she's like hey do you want to go to the movies and mike is immediately like oh my god my time has come and he's like yes i would love to go to the movies with you all right when are we going what are we seeing and she's like as a group as a group we're going as a group it's gonna be me and you and everyone else invite everybody invite everyone you know and he's immediately like oh all right. So here's how it ends up shaking out. Jessica and Lauren, who are now apparently like best friends 
And queens of hell. Yeah. <laughs> Go queens of hell. Immediately no bow when they find out that Bella is the one organizing this. I mean, and can you really blame Jessica? Look what happened to her last time she went to a movie with Genuinely. Bella. And Lauren just hates her. So they, yeah. I guess that initially they're okay with the idea. And then the moment they find out Bella is involved, they're like, nope, XOXO, gossip girl. Yeah. Absolutely fucking not. And they also get Connor and Tyler to nope out as well. They They swoop them up really quickly and they're like you cannot say yes to this thing Bella is in charge say no so they say no Eric and Katie who I was like who have we even heard of this person before I feel like every once in a while Stephanie just like throws in another random basic white chick name or like white dude name and is like oh yeah this person's also friends it's true it's like what happened with Connor yeah who the fuck is Connor who the fuck is Connor who the fuck is Katie we'll never know anyway yeah they'll probably be at the wedding they can't go either because it's like their three-week anniversary or something stupid (laughs) like that so it shakes it shakes out pretty sadly it Quill is grounded yeah for fighting Quill's been fighting at school which is kind of like and I'm kind of like what's the story there who was he fighting with could it be I mean, we'll never know. Could he be going through, like, a special puberty or something? Could he be going through special puberty? Or is that, like, regular puberty? Going through regular puberty and maybe trying to fight for his bestest friend back. We we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe we'll find out. So, ultimately, who who is planning on going to this movie thing is it's going to be Bella, Mike, Jacob, Angela, and Ben. Angela and Ben, I have more to say on them later. I have a lot more to say about them later. Okay. I have, like, a theory. Oh. Okay. Laura's got a theory. I have a theory. And I also wanted to throw in real quick, uh, at this point in the chapter, uh, we get what I would like to call a real-life alert. Okay. Not a life alert, but a real-life alert. Okay. Which is where Stephanie, like, throws in a mention of an actual company or, like, service that exists in our universe. Which I feel like she rarely does. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie names that she comes up with are clearly shit that she's just come up with in her head. They're not actually movies. But then she throws in this mention of Rotten Tomatoes, the website. Mm. And I was kind of like, oh, Stephanie, you know Rotten Tomatoes. Is every time that, like, I hear that Stephanie, like, knows of a thing that actually exists, I, I'm, like, genuinely a little bit surprised and tickled because <laughs> she just seems so strange. <laughs> it's kind of like when she mentioned the Discovery Channel. Yeah. And we were like, Stephanie knows the Discovery yeah, Channel? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a real-life alert. Uh, we got a Rotten Tomatoes mention. And apparently... Mike says that, he's like, are you sure you don't want to see this other movie? I don't even remember what it's called, but it's something stupid that Stephanie made up. The movie that Bella wants to see is called Crosshairs, and she has specifically chosen it because it is, like, the goriest, plotless movie that she could find. And Mike is like, do you want to see this other movie? Because Rotten Tomatoes said it's better than this Crosshairs movie. And Bella's like, no, I want to see death, destruction, mayhem, and gore, and nothing else. And And Mike is like, okay, crazy. All right, whatever. Yeah, so that's the game plan. That's the squad that has been assembled. Friday comes around, and Jacob pulls up to Bella's house, swagging it out. Mm -hmm. Jacob was like, this is my time. This is my moment. I know this is a group thing, but this is happening. This is happening to me, and I am pulling out all of it. And he rolls up to her house, beep, 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 beep. In the rabbit. He's done the rabbit. He finally finished the rabbit, and, um... As exciting as this was for me as his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I was also kind of like sad because Bella looks at the rabbit and she's like, that's it. You've won. 
you're the oldest. Mm-hmm. You know that game that they've been playing? Yeah. And I literally, my note just says, the game is over? The game is over. And, mark? and Jacob is, like, when you say he's swagging it out, like, this whole fucking chapter, he is, like, living his best life. Except for the end, but we'll get to that later. But, like, he is just like, yeah, I know. I'm the oldest. Of course I am. You know, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it now because what's about to go down is about to go down. And I'm going to I'm gonna put it on the table now. Get it out of the way. Uh-huh. I did not like this young man's attitude this chapter. I didn't like it. It felt... <laughs> <laughs> it felt contrived. Is that the word? It, it, it felt... It felt forced it was it felt like he he was trying to be cool but he wasn't cool he was just kind of an asshole uh-huh. he was exactly what you would expect from like a 16 year old boy put in the situation that he is put into and i don't like that yeah it was not the jacob that i raised as my own no and like you know this is this chapter i think i think the reason that the vibe was so difficult in this chapter is because we are seeing right now jacob teetering on the precipice of his decline. Like, he has risen so far upward at this point, and now he is, as they say on the TikTok, girl boss too close to the sun. <laughs> he's girl boss a bit too close to the sun, and he is about to fall hard and fast. It's really not. It, I just, this, you know, I, just, I didn't like it, and 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 it put Jacob in a position where it's it's him, Bella, and some other guy, yeah. which is obviously where Jacob fails to thrive as the pure being that we know him thus far. Right. Because this is how Jacob's going to spend the rest of this book series. Right. Him, Bella, some other guy. Right. Uh, Yeah, this might be the last, this might be the last of Sonny Jacob that we ever get to see. Because we get brief flashes of him in this chapter, but he is like on his way out. Sonny, Sonny Jacob is on his way out and we may never see him again after this. And it, it, it is very sad. We just all need to be prepared for that because this chapter was not not the coolest. Um, but regardless, this, Jacob's there. Yeah, and this part of the chapter has my I genuinely laughed in it. Does it? Yeah, it does. I actually thought it was really funny. So like Jacob sees Mike and is like, oh my god, that's the guy that like thinks you're dating him. Is he still confused about it? And Bella's like, yeah, some people are hard to discourage. And Jacob clearly like identifying with that a little bit too much is like well, sometimes persistence pays off, wink, wink, wink. And then Bella just hits him back with, most of the time it's just annoying, though. <laughs> that made you laugh? Yeah, I thought it was really funny. It made me cringe so bad. I That whole interaction made me go, oh, no. I, I didn't it love funny. it. I liked it. I mean, I guess it was funny, but at the same time it was kind of like, awkward. Oof. Literally sent a chill down my spine. <laughs> But, um, so Mike pulls up, he sees Jacob, Jacob sees Mike, Mike sees Bella, Jacob sees Bella, Bella sees Mike and Jacob seeing each other. Yeah. You looked at him, you looked at you, you know, the whole, the whole thing. It's not a great vibe. They're... It's really not a great vibe. Mike and Jacob are kind of sizing each other up. They're, like, passive-aggressively sniping at each other is how I wrote it. They're like, having, like, a dick-measuring contest. They're not contest. being it's... outrightly aggressive, although Mike is being more outrightly aggressive to Jake, but, like... They're clearly not happy to see each other, and it gets worse. 
It gets worse because Bella hears the phone ring from inside of her house and is like, hold on, I better go get that. Could be Charles. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's Benjamin. And Benjamin says, um, Angela got the stomach flu. She's sick. Therefore, I no longer desire to go. Yeah. So, um, see you on Monday. And Bella kind of has this moment at the phone where she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, where I would love to talk about my theory of Angela and Ben. Okay, tell me. So, Remember a couple chapters ago when we first get to to really see the goon squad and its element as Bella starts to wake up from her depression Mm -hmm. and Ben is not at school that day? It's because he's sick and he's sick with a stomach flu. That was like six weeks ago. Yeah. And now Angela has a stomach flu. Yeah. And I thought to myself, these people are always throwing up. Now here are my theories. Something's going on with Angela and Ben. Okay. Okay. And here are my options that I've come up with. Option A, they are passing this stomach virus back and forth to each other every time they have a sloppy makeout session. Could be. Option B, they are the kind of people who make plans and then bail because they don't want to go, but they're too dumb to come up with an excuse other than like, oh, I'm throwing up, sorry. Could also be. Or option three. Okay. <laughs> one of them is the super bear. <laughs> Maybe they both are. <laughs> Maybe they, like, swap back and forth. Maybe. Okay. Picture this. Ben gets down on his hands and knees, right? Angela climbs on top of his back, <laughs> also both. on her hands and knees. They're both, <laughs> they're both the super bear. They put a sheet over themselves. <laughs> they are the super bear. You know, if this was a Babysitter's Club book, that would absolutely be the, the, <laughs> the reveal, is that it was just two dumbass high school-age kids with a sheet over their, their bodies, <laughs> pretending to be a bear. What do you think about my theory, Ryan? I, specifically the one about the super bear. <laughs> well, any of them. I think it's possible that they're passing it back and forth between each other. I also think it's possible that, here's the thing, Angela is not the type of person to make plans and then just not go. But she is the type of person to have crippling social anxiety. She so makes herself sick. Is it possible that she that she made herself sick with anxiety at the thought of going out in this in this group of people, two of which she doesn't know? Mm, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that is possible. I she think- might not have actually had the stomach flu. Note, Angela did not call Bella. She might have just been having a panic attack, so Ben called Bella. Yeah, she might and have was done like, that thing where she was yeah. like, babe, can you just, like, cancel the plan for me? Because I, I, I just can't. can't. I can't yeah. handle it. I think that is most likely. Or she actually has the stomach flu, and I say that because of what comes of this evening. Yes. I, I, but yeah, I, I think, think it is possible that either A, they are the super bear collectively, or B, Angela has crippling social anxiety. I think it's both. I think it's both. I think it's both. And I think that the stomach flu is genuinely going around because of, because of what happens yeah. later. And also, uh, Bella does mention, or no, like Mike mentions when Bella tells him that Angela is sick. He's like, well, maybe we shouldn't go because Connor, is it Connor and somebody else are both out with it too. Mike doesn't want to get it or spread it. Well, Mike. Well. But uh, (laughs) anyways, they they decide that they're going to go. Essentially, Mike almost decides he's not going to go. But when it seems like Jacob and Bella are going to go anyway, Mike is like, I cannot allow this to happen on my goddamn watch. So they go to the movie. They go to the movie. And they take the rabbit. They take the rabbit. Mike is really pissed off. He's like sitting in the backseat. And Bella and Jacob are doing this really annoying thing. Like, 
And Jacob is kind of, so like this is where Jacob starts to really like fall from grace because he's clearly doing this on purpose. He's talking to Bella as if Mike's not there. And Bella, I think, is just too like socially inept to to like realize that this is what's happening because she just kind of like goes with it. And Mike's just sitting in the backseat. Bella says that she basically forgets he's there until at some point, about halfway through the drive, Mike like sticks his chin on the shoulder of like Bella's seat and his cheek is almost pressed up against Bella's cheek and he's like does this car have a fucking radio because <laughs> like listening to you two fucking talk to each other is making me want to die and he knows also that Jacob has rebuilt the car and I'm sure that it, I'm sure he would have loved nothing more than to find out that Jacob could not fix the radio yeah like he wanted it so bad but Jacob just kind of like casually and coolly like probably one hand on the steering wheel and the other, like, out the window or something, is like, mm. Bella doesn't like music. Yeah. And Bella's, like, staring at him in shock because she's never actually said this out loud. Jacob just knows. Like, yeah, that's what happens when you spend literally every fucking day with someone. You find out things that they haven't explicitly told you about themselves, but guess what? They've made it pretty clear. You know what, Bella? I don't know if you need to be that shocked about that because not only do you spend, like, a weird amount of time with Jacob Black at this point. Uh-huh. You're also just, like, a weirdo. Like, you don't seem to like anything. Except for, like, Lincoln Park. Like, you, I genuinely... Jacob could have been, like, Bella doesn't like to breathe. And Bella <laughs> would have been, like, oh, I've never told him that before, but he's right. You know what I mean? Like, Bella doesn't like fucking anything except for yeah. nearly dying, bashing her head into a tree, driving a motorcycle. Bella's with a, no helmet. Bella, remember last season when I called Bella and Edward Stone Cold Weirdos? It's fucking true. It's true! And they're Stone Cold Weirdos. Stone Cold Weirdos. Bella does not like music, which is like the number one sign that somebody's a robot. Yes. Like, who doesn't like music? If you don't like music, do some soul searching, please. Regardless, uh, Mike lives through the ride we all live through the ride bella lives through the ride mm-hmm. jacob thrives through the ride yeah. i'm pretty sure they get to the movie theater and jacob reminds bella that she's gonna have to buy his ticket yeah, jacob's not even old enough to buy a ticket to see this 16, movie he's 16 he can't get in so like she, iconic oh he he hands her a 10 too i was like oh my god yeah imagine only having to spend 10 dollars on a movie ticket. remember those days i do like, like vaguely god i wish that was me yeah i love going to the movies i do not love coming out 50 dollars Horror. Ryan Every time I go. does love going to the movies. I love going to the movies. I like going to the movies, okay? I tolerate going to see a movie. Like, if I can drag Laura to the movie theater, I will. I fucking will. I he, love it. He will. But in this time of COVID. It's hard to do. But anyways. You gotta pick, like, a really, really good movie. You have to know you want to see that movie. You like, have to, like, it better be a damn good you movie. You have to be prepared to be like, if this is the last movie I ever see, is it worth it? And I feel like me and Laura had just started going back to the movies. Like, we were like, yeah, we're comfortable with going to the movies. And then, like, the Delta variant totally shat on us. And uh, we haven't gone since. Maybe next year. But anyways, uh, Bella buys Jacob's movie. And they go. They get their seats. Bella ends up sandwiched between these two chuckle fucks. It never would have been me. It never would have been me. I would have been like, you can sit next to each other. And I will take the end seat. Mm. Enjoy the movie. Um, but anyway, she's sandwiched between Chucklehead 1 and Chucklehead 2. And they both got their arms, like, on the armrest. And they both got their arms in a weird position where their hands 
are like extended waiting for Bella to put her hand in one of theirs. Like, and she oh just my like God. awkwardly sits there with her arms crossed waiting for them to give up. And the first one to give up is Mike. Of course it is. It's Mike. And we find out why a couple minutes later. But I just want to say... Jacob and Bella, like, Bella's just kind of, like, watching the movie at first, and she's like, this sucks. Like, this is not good. And that's why she picked it. She knew it wasn't going to be, like, a good movie. And there was going to be no romance in it, which is why she picked it. Obviously. Obviously. But Jacob is kind of, like, laughing. He's like, this movie sucks. Like, this is, it's fake. Like, and at first, I had this thought in my head, because he does literally say, like, how fake could you get? And I had this thought in my head that was like, Don't be that guy, Jacob. That's not cool. We know it's fake. It's a goddamn slasher film. Yeah. Jacob. But then I guess it kind of uh, morphs into Bella and Jacob, like, going back and forth, making fun of the movie together, which is different than sitting there and being, like, a movie snob. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between making fun of a movie and being a movie snob. They have overlap, but there is still a difference. Well, here's the difference for me. Jacob making fun of the movie, Edward, movie snob. Like, Edward would be one of those guys who, like, anytime it's Bella's turn to pick a movie, he immediately starts shitting on it and does not stop shitting on it throughout the entire thing or afterward. But if it's a movie that he picked, God forbid Bella says she doesn't like it because he will lecture her for, like, five hours about why it's genius. It's cultural impact, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that whole comment on how fake could you get, though... That was borderline movie snob. I did write in my notes that, like, Jake and Bella are kind of, they start, like, essentially just, like, laughing their way through this movie. And I was like, they're probably being really annoying. Have you ever been sitting next to, like, some teenagers in a movie theater and they will not shut the fuck up? Because that's always the literal worst experience if you're in a movie theater. Like, I would almost rather be sitting next to a child. Because at least they don't know any other child. Because, like, right, at least they don't know the etiquette. When you're, like, sitting next to, like, a group of teenagers who just, they're just being assholes on purpose, I'm like, oh, God, I would rather die. Yeah, it's not great. Um, For my own sake, I tried to imagine that the movie theater was mostly empty. Okay. Just to get myself through it. Because you're right. It's so awkward. It's really It's so fucking awkward. We're going to have to, I, someday we should tell the, the folks about my top number one movie experience ever. Because I did have it with Laura. And um, it had to do with an empty movie theater. Yeah. And it's not as sexual as it sounds. I was going to say, I was like, we did not bone down. We did not bone down in the empty movie theater. But it was it was a great experience. Anyway, empty movie theater, prime. So, Mike is sitting there unwell for reasons that have not yet been revealed. Bella and Jacob are acting like fucking maroons, essentially. Mm-hmm. But at least they're having fun. And then, Mike... Is like, I gotta get out of here. He puts his head in his hands and starts to, like, moan a little bit. And they're like, are you good? And he says, I think I'm sick. And he gets up and, like, runs to the bathroom. And they both follow him. That's never good, boys. No. And, like, Mike reveals, I think, right before he, he leaves to, like, run off to the bathroom, that he's been feeling sick since the movie started. And he just kind of hoped it was gonna pass. And I was like, oh my god, we've all been there. Like, I actually felt really bad for him in this moment because we have all, or at least I, have been in this situation before. Not, like, exactly the situation, but the situation where, like, your friends are having a good time. You feel 
awful. And you're just kind of sitting there with your hands clenched in a fist, like your jaw clenched together, just like praying to God that you make it through. Yeah. It's no good. It's not great. Uh, Yeah. And you know what? Jacob and Bella, you know, they're waiting for him outside the men's room because Mike is in there losing his life, essentially. And And Jacob calls him a marshmallow, which, number one, not a cool insult, dude. Like, you don't sound cool. Number two, like, he's not throwing up because of the movie. He's got the stomach bug, Jacob. Yeah, this is when Jacob starts to get real chody. It was not, this, it just, this chapter was just not a good look on him. Like, he's just starting to be a real dickhead about Mike, who, while not, like, the coolest person to be around, and I think Jake has always felt that way because he knows that Mike has always been into Bella, but been, like, too much of a, like, a pussy to actually, like, go for it. He just kind of, like, waits around for her. He's being really mean about it, and it's not a situation in, like, where Mike is at fault, really, for how things are going. Like, Mike's genuinely sick. And Jacob is being, like, really uncool about it. Yeah, he's definitely taking advantage of a situation that he should really not take advantage of. And it it only gets worse, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. I'm going to bring up one specific reason before we get into what they talk about. Yeah. So it becomes clear that Jacob wants to have a conversation with Bella now that they are alone, waiting for Mike to finish throwing up the next 60 years of his life. Jacob takes one of Bella's hands. Not only does he take one of Bella's hands, he also, with his other hand, takes her wrist to prevent her from pulling her hand out of his hand. Mm -hmm. That is not cool, my dude. That is not, what are you doing? You weren't even old enough to buy your ticket for this movie and you're gonna pull that nonsense? Go fucking home and do your Algebra 2 homework, Jacob. (laughs) God. It's not he, cute. Doesn't he also put like an armor on her waist? Probably. It's not even her shoulders. It's like her ass. Almost. It's so presumptuous, gross, grabby, male. It's not cute. Yeah. No. Um, That's like the kind of thing Edward would do. He would is. grab her hand and then put his other hand on her wrist so that she can't go anywhere. And it's like, bro, if somebody did that to me, we'd be one second away from a complete and total public meltdown. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I will embarrass the shit out of you and then get a Uber home. I don't care. Anyways, uh um yeah, not cool, Jacob. So they start having this conversation where Bella is trying to pull away from Jacob and then Jacob's like, "Hey, hold on. Let's just talk." And he says, "Do you like me? Like you like me better than any of the other guys you know?" And then Bella says this weirdly gay thing, which is better than the girls, too. And I was like, Bella, all that flannel. All that flannel, Bella. (laughs) But yeah, he's, like, really confident about it. He's like, it's fine if you're not, like, romantically interested in me right now. Because I can wait. It's, like, weird. It's kind of, it's really weird. He's like, do you like to hold hands with me? Do you like when we do stuff like this? And she's like, yes, but I don't like it the same way that you do. Like, I don't want to date you. And he's like, that's fine. As long as we're both being upfront about it, it's cool. He also refers to Edward as quote unquote the other one, which I thought was really I funny. appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's like, Yeah, is it is it because of the other one? And she's yeah. like, Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, which I don't I don't know. Is is it the only reason that she's not into Jake? I, I don't know at this point. Because I don't know either. I, I would like I would like to think that it is, but it's a weird It's very situation. weird, and um, um, it's been made weirder by them both putting everything on the table. Yeah. Which is that she he is her favorite person, 
But she doesn't like him romantically. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially like, I'm just going to wait until you do. He's like, I have plenty of time. At this point, he's like, well, the columns are never coming back. It's not like I have to worry about that. So I'm I wish, gonna, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. And eventually you're going to fall for my smooth moves. And you know what? When he tells her that he has plenty of time to wait, she thinks to herself, or I don't know if she says it out loud, but she definitely thinks it, that he shouldn't waste that time waiting on her because mm-hmm. she's, like, not worth it. Yeah. But she also thinks to herself that despite that, she still kind of wants him to, yeah. which I find kind of gross. Like, <sighs> I know that he is aware of the fact that she does not like him the same way that he likes her. But at the same time, she kind of acts like she does most of the time. Mm-hmm. Well, she's using him, and, and she's been... She's I mean, just dragging this boy around. She is, and she she admits it, like, every single chapter that she's doing this. She she wants him to like her, but she doesn't want to have to like him back, essentially. She's like, you know what? I just want him to be, like, at my beck and call whenever yeah. I want him. Because at this point, she describes him as being, like, a drug for her. She needs him around to keep her from, like, falling into depressy spaghetti ter- territory again. Right. It's really not cool. Neither of them at this point are being cool at all. No. Like, at this point, I'm just like, oh my god, the both of you are being gross. It's really weird. Yeah, like, uh, this this needs to this needs to end. And I think Mike, despite being how sick as he is, somehow feels the vibe in yeah, the air. He's like, and he's I like, need to do something. I need to get out of this bathroom and interrupt what's happening. So he does. And I literally, my note just says, rip Mike. He yeah. is so sicky. He's so sick. He's, he's so like, sick. He's like pale, sweaty. He looks like he died essentially and Jacob like goes over to the concession counter and is like can I get an empty popcorn bucket and the girl behind the counter like hands him the empty popcorn bucket and is like just get him out of here like I do not want to clean this up fair dinka mate I don't want to clean it up either so uh they leave they leave and Jacob is mean again he's like hey if you couldn't handle the movie you should have said something and Mike is like I was sick before the movie yeah, yeah. This is when Mike is like, I, I've been feeling sick since we got here. So shut up, Jacob. So shut up. Your, your car um, radio doesn't even work. <laughs> I know the truth. So they get into the car. Mike's in the back again. Um, They have the windows, like, roll down so that Mike can get, like, the fresh air. And Bella's freezing. And Jacob is like, no, I'm totally comfortable. And she feels his skin. And it's, like, so hot. That she's like, you're sick too. You have a fucking fever. Oh my god. Yeah, like you know when you feel somebody's like forehead or whatever and you just, they don't feel warm. You just immediately know that they are on the precipice of death. (laughs) Because we've all been there, done that. She has that moment. She's like, you are dying. And he's like, no, I'm all right. He's like, it's all good. I feel fine. I'm totally comfortable right now. And that should be a number one clue that like he probably is dying because it's that cold outside and you're that hot inside your body, and you're like, I feel absolutely normal right now. Yeah, like you're, That's you're like dying. A red flag. You're dying, bro. Um, Can we also talk about how Bella, I think either before or during making this discovery, is like sitting there thinking to herself, she's having one of her like internal monologues, mm-hmm. which is, oh God, enough. But anyway, she's thinking to herself that she's worried that she is accidentally encouraging Jacob, and it's like, can it even be considered accidental at this no. point? But I want to bring up the, this, um, this, she makes this um, comparison to herself, which is she compares herself to a condemned house oh, yeah. um, with a fixed up front room. And it's fixed up 
I do believe she says due to Jacob, but she says no investment on his part could put me back in working order and he essentially should not be wasting his time on a condemned house with one livable front room. Mm-hmm. Bella, be fucking kind to yourself. Love yourself, Bella. Love yourself, Bella. Yeah, I do. You need notice. to put investment in yourself, Bella. You I, need to love yourself, Bella. Yeah. I mean, this is like the second time that she thinks of herself in like a really negative way. Like the first time was when she's thinking of herself as like the moon. Yeah. Just circling around like an empty void. And she's like, I suck, essentially. She's like, I suck. And then again, when she thinks about herself as this house, she's like, I fucking suck. Nothing's ever going to fix me. It's like, Bella, you need to stop thinking that way. You need to like stop leaning on these boys. Yeah. And the company of others, and you need to fix up your own condemned house, girl. This is Fixer Upper TLC. This would be a great home and garden club in Bella's life for her to like make a realization about the way that she grew up and like the way that her parents both treated her as she grew up, and like maybe that she has like an insecure attachment style, and maybe she needs to go to therapy and work through some of those issues to uh, become a happier person. But she yeah. won't. She needs to take that sock money from the Mike Newton Sports Emporium and go to therapy. Yeah. But regardless, that's that's that. Bella is thinking negatively about herself. Jacob is literally sweaty as fuck. And Michael Newton is full on dying in the backseat of Jacob's rabbit. So what happens is, is they get back to Bella's house. Because, you know, Mike drove himself to Bella's house. Mm-hmm. So Mike gets in his van with Bella. Bella drives him in the van home. Yes. Jacob follows in the rabbit. And then the plan is that he will then drive Bella back to her house right. in the rabbit. right, right, right. So they drop Mike off. Bella gets back into the rabbit with Jacob. And Jacob finally admits that he does think he is sick because he says he doesn't feel, like, sick sick, but he feels, quote, unquote, wrong. Like, something's wrong in his body. And we've all had that moment too, right? Like, you're not throwing up yet, and you're not even necessarily, like, nauseous yet, but you feel something's off. Yeah, Jake is like, I gotta go. Like, I'm gonna drive you home, but then I I gotta go, dude. Yeah. Um, and he says something. Were you going to, like, talk about this quote? Because I wrote down the entire quote because I actually... I do have a note on it, but take it away. Well, he says... he's th- So they get back to, to Bella's house and he's getting in... Like, he's he's going to drive away. And, and he says, like, before he goes, he just wants to say something. And he's like, I know it's going to sound really corny, but here's what I have to say. And then he says this, and I quote... It's just that I know how you're unhappy a lot, and maybe it doesn't help anything, but I wanted you to know that I'm always here. I won't ever let you down. I promise that you can always count on me. Which is, like, probably the last vestige of sweet Jacob that we will ever see. Like, yeah. rip sunshine, sunshine boy Jacob. Yeah, This is it for him. It's It was very corny, but knowing what's to come, if you know what's to come, then you know. Knowing what's to come for him, it's sad that he's chosen to say this now. But you know what I mean? It's kind of sad because <sighs> I think he is about to let her down a little bit. It's um, not his, but it's not going to be his fault. It's not his choice. It's not his choice. Well, I'm not going to say it's not his fault, but it's not well, his choice. Exactly. Um. So, and uh, it's sad. And and he says this, and then but then Bella like completely ruins it because immediately after he like says this really sweet thing to her, she thinks to herself. That she wishes that Jacob had been born her brother. And I was like, um, ew. Ew, yeah, because she, she, she thinks to herself that she never meant to love him. 
because she knows how love gives someone the power to break you and that he was her best friend and it would never be enough and he and she's like yeah i wish that he was just my brother yeah she's like i wish he that was way my- i could love him completely and not have this problem of um romance yeah and it's like I, it was it's just very uncomfortable for me because at this point bella can say to herself that she doesn't love jacob like all she wants but we know that she does like she clearly does even if she's like pretending that she is only interested in edward like the facts are the facts bitch and you're (coughs) wishing that the guy that you have like a crush on was your brother you know what else i don't like about this is that (sighs) and isn't stephanie's brother named jacob something like that yeah which makes it it makes it extra weird it makes it extra creepy but um you know what else i don't like about that which is less creepy and more just like annoying it's like this thought that like so he can be her best friend, right? But she feels like she will never love him enough because she doesn't want to love him romantically. So he would have to be her brother in order for her to love him enough. And it's like, listen, Stephanie, we are not here to disparage platonic love and affection. Yeah. Like, come on. You like you can love someone with all your heart. And they that doesn't mean they have to be your family or your romantic partner. Sometimes they're just your roommate. <laughs> oh, do you love me? <laughs> this um throws back to the time we were sitting right here, right next to where I'm sitting now on the floor, and Lauren went, "Are we best friends?" <laughs> and I went, "Yeah." <laughs> we should start a podcast. Um, yeah. So, but you know what I mean. I hate that. No, like I, let platonic love be enough, Steph. That is um. That's a very, like, Mormon thing. You're right. And it's, but it's not just a Mormon thing. Like, there are people who are not religious at all who have the same exact opinion on whether guys and girls can be friends. It's so heterosexual. It is. Like, I know that um, none of you are heterosexual, but if any of you have ever thought that you were, I'm sorry. Kyle, don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's... It's not great. Anyway, Jacob goes to leave and Bella's like okay please call me because I'm genuinely worried about you right now yeah you're, call me when you get home you're very sick and he he drives away and he just doesn't call and she like waits and waits and waits and she's like he's definitely got to be home by now because even when I drive to Jacob's house I would be there by now and he drives faster than me and he might be dead I shouldn't have let him go why did I let him drive away he's in a ditch oh my god oh my god so she, so calls, she calls she calls his house and she's like billy's probably asleep like oh my god what am i, what am I, what am I done and billy answers the phone and he's like hello and she's like hi billy um i was just calling to make sure that jacob got home okay i know he wasn't feeling well and billy is like very abrupt and he's like uh yeah he's here he's really sick he can't come to the phone don't come here bye and she's like Okay, dickhead. Okay, weird. They immediately get in a fight again. Billy and, Billy and Bella are immediately beefing again. <laughs> she wants again. It's like, silencio, old Billy. Yeah. She's like, all right. Okay, um, bye. And she she's worried about Jacob, but is interrupted because she, too, is afflicted by the plague befalling all of the good citizens of Florida. <laughs> and we all know how it is when you get the stomach bug. Like, oh. nothing else matters. Nothing else could possibly matter because you are too busy dying. dying. It's like no she other illness. in the bathroom for, like, most We've of the We've all been there. Day. Yeah. Holy shit. And it's kind of funny because Charlie's 
around and he he sees that this is happening and he's like Bella do you need anything and she's like no besides the sweet release of death <laughs> and he's just like okay because I'm gonna go to work because I got a lot of work to do and like even sick as she is Bella's like he does not have to do work he just wants to go somewhere where there's a bathroom that's unoccupied by someone who's throwing up <laughs> <laughs> Belly, not Belly. Charlie just wants to take a shit yeah and it's like so relatable because mm-hmm. like if you've ever lived in a space with only one single bathroom. As Ryan and I do. Like, my biggest fear is me and Laura having the stomach bug at the same time. Yeah. Because I don't know what we would do. It would be like bridesmaids. We'd be shitting in the sink. Oh, God. Genuinely. And these pipes would not survive it. No, man. They would not. <laughs> it's my biggest nightmare, and I totally relate to Charlie in that moment. Um, But Bella, her stomach flu, it comes. It goes. It goes. It's and a 24-hour thing. It's the 24-hour one good thing. thing about most stomach uh, they come and they go and if they continue coming after 24 hours you need to go to the hospital (laughs) because you're dying dying. you're dying for real she she's she feels better and she's like i gotta call jacob because i mean if he got it he's probably like recovered too now so she calls him and he is clearly still sick he answers the phone he's like hello like he's like oh is that you is that you god like he he sounds genuinely terrible and she's like oh my god jake like are you okay and he's like no i'm I'm really sick and he she's like well i got it too and i'm better now so you're probably like about to get over it and And he's he's like like, no this is something different he says i don't have what you had i feel awful every part of my body hurts she says that she she can feel his pain through the phone like he's so like weak and like uncomfortable Jacob just got his second dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Yeah, Jacob just got his, Jacob just got a real big dose of his special puberty. Yeah, and uh, he, like Billy, is also like, Bella, don't come here. Yeah. Do not, of all the places you could go, this should be the very last one. Do not come here. And then he hangs up. Don't come here. You can't come here. And uh, I did notice that, it kind of, like, ties back to, like, when they were, like, the Collins don't come here. He was, like, you can't come here. You can't come here. Yeah. Specifically. And uh, he tells Bella to wait for him to call and say that she can come over again. He's, like, you need to wait for me to let you come back here. Which I'm sure is devastating for Isabella Marie Swan. Yeah. She's, like, oh, my God. What am I going to do? Who am I going to hang out with? The goon squad's all sick. Jacob's dying. Jacob's dying. I'm not allowed to go to La Push. Can't go to La Push. Does she come to a conclusion to what she's going to do? No. She's like, I, I gotta wait. And so wait she will. And wait she will and wait she does. And that's it. That's the that's chapter. That's chapter nine, third wheel, boys. You know, here's what I want to know. In the um in the title of this chapter, third wheel, you assume to yourself that the third wheel is Mike. Now, I put this on the table for you. What if the third wheel was Bella? I thought that. Literally the whole time I was like, yeah, Bella is the awkward third wheel in this situation. Yes. They were upset because she interrupted their date. Well, it's kind of funny because I feel like if Bella were not an... I don't really even know what the word is. Like, if Bella were not an issue Mm -hmm. for them, I feel like Jake and Mike would probably get along fine. Like, Jacob, very nice boy. Mike seems to be, like, a very nice boy. They would probably just hang out and have a good time. They they would have laughed at the movie together. You're right. They would have. But instead, they got to be beefing because of um, Isabella Marie Swan and her irresistible vibes. Yeah. Which I will just never understand. But regardless, that was chapter nine. It is most definitely not 
T-minus three hours to when we have to post this podcast. I don't know why you would get that idea in your head. We've never procrastinated like that before in our lives. We never have and we never will. And let's let's sign off by pouring one out for uh, Jacob Black, Sunshine Boy. We should also sign out by mentioning our social media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, uh, we have a Twitter and an Instagram. Both of those are at MeadowPodcast. And we also have a TikTok run by Lara, which is at MeadowPod. It has the cooler name. It has, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what is a pod if not a podcast? All right. Regardless, we also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com slash MeadowPodcast. Mm-hmm. We have stuff on there. We do. Maybe someday we will have the story of the best movie of my life. Maybe someday we wherein will. Wherein me and Laura met. Don't tell them the story. Got married, divorced. Fought over the children in the house. All in one go because the movie theater was empty. What else? What else? That's about it. That's about it. I gotta feed my cats. Oh, I think they heard me say that. Uh Uh-uh. This is no joke now. Now it's a countdown to when, to how long they can wait and when they will kill me. Mm. So, I'm gonna feed my cats. I'm gonna do some homework. I'm gonna drink some bubble tea. Laura's gonna... You know what I'm gonna do. Play Oxygen Not Included. Yes. And uh, we will see you next week. All right. Goodbye. Deuces, everybody.